Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. And before we get straight into the content for all you regulars, I need to introduce myself because this is the first official crossover podcast we are doing between The Advantage and the DFS Today podcast presented by Sports Ethos. So if you are joining because you have already subscribed to that DFS Today podcast feed and this is your introduction to me, let me formally again introduce myself. My name is Mike. For the last 11 years, I am a longtime NBA and NFL gambler, and I also got in the DFS game on the ground floor when the DraftKings and FanDuel and so on websites first started. I have been doing this for about nine seasons. I have nine out of nine profitable NBA seasons, and sadly, eight out of nine profitable NFL seasons. Now you may be thinking, 11 years, but nine seasons? What gives? Well, I actually worked in sports for a few years. I spent time working for the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Islanders, and the New York Yankees. So while I worked in sports and for these sports organizations and got weekly checks from these teams, I was not betting on sports. When I stopped working in sports, I quickly returned to the books. I make money while betting on sports while not having to work crazy long hours at low wages. Seems like a win-win. You want to know more about me? Oh, well, thanks for asking. I have a girl dog named LeBron. She will make a few bark background appearances on the pod. That's just her version of saying what up. When I'm at the dog park, I scream across the park, LeBron, let's go. It's actually hilarious. My next dog, which I plan to get two years from now, barring some sort of scandal, will be a girl dog named Giannis. I'll have Bronny and Yanni. I just moved from Boston to San Diego, literally this week. I am originally from New York, hence working for those sports teams. I spent a little over a year in Boston, but I am now a West Coast, Best Coast Cali kid. I'm not actually a kid. I'm in my 30s, but I feel younger being here, so I'm a Cali kid. Let's roll with it. Finally, I live with a rare disease called Sherman's disease. It is a spinal deformity that is commonly known as hunchback of Notre Dame. I've had multiple major back surgeries. I have rods and screws in my spine that hold me up so I'm not bent over. But I do live in some sort of chronic pain and level of disability that is just generally a tough situation. I try really hard to be happy despite my struggles. And although it is not the easiest part of my life, I am an advocate for raising awareness about my disease and increasing empathy for people living with chronic pain and illness. So if you know someone that struggles with their health, send them a loving message today. Say you are thinking of them and that you think they are strong even though they may feel weak. It goes a long way. All right, that is a bit about me, but let's transition over to the good stuff, the meat of the conversation, what we are here to talk about. It is Tuesday, September 6th, and we are just a few days away from the first Sunday kickoff of the NFL season, September 11th, and that is the first week one DFS slate. Now, every Tuesday, I am going to be releasing an episode discussing the spend-up players at each position. 
the reason for doing this is because we see the game Sunday. We get the lines, the prices, the lineups dropping the following Monday, maybe even Sunday night. We know which stars are injured or healthy. And trust me, I am going to be paying up for healthy star players. So I will know who did not get injured on that Sunday. And it will be easy to discuss the higher spend-ups on Tuesday because we know they are going to be an important part of the game plans should they be healthy and active the following week. Every Thursday, when we start getting injury reports, practice reports, updates from the teams, I am going to be releasing the value picks. Now, this is much more possible later in the week because we might get word that Ezekiel Elliott is dealing with a hamstring and he's going to be missing practice and it will be a late game time decision but is looking doubtful. That is something we won't know on Tuesday, but we will on Thursday. So come Thursday, I could say Tony Pollard's a great pick this week. But on Tuesday, I could talk about the quarterbacks. I could talk about a guy like Stefan Diggs if he did not get hurt. I could talk about a guy like Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Star players can be discussed early in the week because we know we are going to back stars that are healthy. Then we are going to capitalize on the stars that are not healthy by getting value players later in the week. And then on Saturday, we are going to release an episode quickly discussing the core four the four players that I will definitely have in my lineup and I will be pivoting around otherwise, as well as gambling picks for Sunday's football. A lot of the gambling stuff is going to be intertwined with the DFS stuff. That is natural. For week one, you have the Bucks cowboys Sunday night. The over-under is 51.5. It's the second highest total on the board, only behind the Chiefs-Cardinals. The Sharps are betting the under on the Cowboys, the over on the Buccaneers. That is an indicator to me that we could look to play a guy like Tom Brady and Mike Evans as a week one stack. We are going to be intertwining the gambling conversation with the DFS conversation. I could tell you right now, I have already bet the under 44 and a half. For the Jets or Ravens. So it is unlikely to me that if I'm going under on a game, I'm going to also like the players to put up significant fantasy points. There's a direct correlation between the amount of scoring in an NFL game and the amount of scoring in a fantasy points. Simply because touchdowns are the most valuable and with more points means more yards, which means more stats, which means more fantasy points. Because this is week one, and we've had plenty of time to prepare, today's episode is going to be strictly DFS names, prices, reactions. If you want to get in-depth previews on my week one bets, I have already released those podcasts on my feed called The Advantage, colon, a breaking news sports betting show. You can also find it on my Twitter at mfiddle14, or you can find it on the Sports Ethos website, sportsethos.com, podcast, The Advantage.
All my episodes are posted there. I highly recommend going back and listening to a few episodes. One is key numbers for betting the NFL. I just did an episode where I explained all the key numbers for point spreads, for totals, and simple rules for how to use the teaser feature and make the right teaser bets. This is a must-listen episode if you are going to be gambling on football this season. The second episode is a DFS strategy guide for approaching an NFL lineup. I talk about why I like high-value defenses, why I always spend up for a quarterback, why I look to go value-value at my running back positions, and why tight end is the last position I fill in. And I appreciate a really good tight end, but it is the most dependent on the rest of my lineup. Those are really important episodes so you have a structure on how to build a lineup and how to bet going into this season. The other episodes I recommend are ones where I actually discuss my week one bets. So I think there's one, potentially two episodes where I give out some week one lines. Go listen to those if you want to know that information that will be factoring into the players, the prices, and the reactions I give starting right now. So again, today is Tuesday, September 6th. This is The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle, and you are listening live as a crossover podcast between The Advantage and the DFS Today pod, and we are discussing high spend, the higher priced players on DraftKings DFS. If you are listening and you use FanDuel or you happen to use a different site, the prices and the rankings are relatively the same. Just make sure the scoring settings are the same because for a guy like DeAndre Swift, who I really like for week one, DraftKings is full PPR. So if you're playing on a website that's half PPR or no PPR, he gets dinged a tiny bit. He's still a guy that I really like. So let's go through this position by position, discuss some of the highest names on the board. If there is a player that you want me to discuss that I did not get to, reach out to me on Twitter at mfiddle14, and I will make sure I hit them on the next episode. I could do value spends with, hey, these are the players I was asked to talk about on Twitter. So I'm going to go through this position by position, like I said, discussing mainly the high-priced guys, but there are people that I'm going to just skip over. If I skip over a guy that you actually want me to talk about, let me know, and I'll put it in the next show, and I'll make sure I get to it before the end of the week. The worst-case scenario is I'll give you a response on Twitter. Quarterbacks. Patty Mahomes is the highest spend at 7700 He plays against Arizona, and like I said, the game total is 53.5, the highest total on the board for week one. Mahomes has got to be an option for week one. I said I like spending up for a quarterback, and having Patrick Mahomes in the highest price, in the highest total game, is a great, great option. The DFS optimizers are going to plug Mahomes into a lot of lineups. So he is going to be used regularly and a higher usage than other quarterbacks. It will become some sort of a chalk play, but I'm very interested in following the chalk here. 
and we'll talk about this later, but a stack with Travis Kelsey this week would be really nice because we don't know which wide receiver is going to be the most trustworthy in Kansas City. You have to go with a stack. You have to go with a reverse stack as well. So this would mean bringing in Travis Kelsey and an Arizona wide receiver as a reverse stack option into the fold and into the core. Could look at a guy like Hollywood Brown, maybe Rondell Moore, probably be Hollywood. If I'm not looking at Mahomes, which again, I definitely am looking at Mahomes, you could look at Kyler. He's one of the other top options, and he's simply on the other side of the field of the same game. Should be a shootout, and we all know Kyler moves. So there's a lot of potential for fantasy points there. And again, a lot of stack options where you could go, again, Hollywood there, and then a reverse stack of Kelsey or a Chiefs receiver if you happen to trust a guy like Juju or MVS or something like that. I am not a fan of Justin Herbert or Lamar at their price tags for this week. Like I said, the Jets suck. It may not be that competitive for Lamar. That game is an under game for me. It's at 44 and a half, so it's nine points less and sharp towards the under. I would avoid going Lamar instead of a guy like Kyler or Mahomes for that reason. Flip side of that is Herbert is playing in a divisional game. Divisional games are very competitive. Uh, They play the Raiders, and familiarity between teams leads to less scoring. So again, if I'm going to spend up, no reason to spend up in a divisional game. I have Herbert in my season-long fantasy team. I am a big Justin Herbert fan. I think he's an absolute monster, stuffs the stat sheet. I think he could be the MVP. He could be the Josh Allen storyline of the season. It's all very possible, but not my choice for a week one DFS lineup. The real guy I'm going for, if it's not Mahomes, and this is likely the direction I'll end up going with some of my lineups, is Jalen Hurts. It's week one, and I simply think Jalen Hurts is a guy this year. I think he will be amongst the most expensive quarterbacks on a weekly basis later this year, and we can get ahead of the market shift by taking him in week one at $6,800 or $6,800. This is likely some of my pick and likely Mahomes' stock as well. Hurts plays the Lions. He runs a lot, signed me up big on Jalen Hurts this year, and like taking that in DFS before the market corrects itself. Let's get to the running backs. The most expensive backs are Jonathan Taylor, King Henry, CMC, Austin Eckler, Dalvin, pretty much the usual suspects. From those guys and at their respective prices, Dalvin intrigues me the most. Eckler also intrigues me. Now, both of those are divisional games, which I don't love. But they are going to be run heavy and getting the ball to their feature back. And if that game is close, because divisional games usually stay close, the run game stays involved throughout. The divisional game thing has more of an impact on passing than it does running. So that's one bonus you could take away from actually playing into a divisional game's is that you can rely on the running backs because 
Again, game stays close. They run the ball throughout the entire game. There's a chance that the Cardinals are down in the fourth quarter in that Cardinals-Chiefs shootout, and James Conner doesn't touch the ball after midway through the third quarter. So if you're going to be plugging in a more expensive running back, actually having a divisional game is not the worst thing. The Vikings and Dalvin Cook play the Packers. And Eckler, again, he's on the Chargers. He plays the Raiders, like I said. Since the DraftKings is full PPR, which I mentioned, there will be some value spots at running back to pick off, and we will discuss these on Thursday. But bring out your Swift or Sweeper. It's DeAndre Swift. Justin Taylor, I would avoid. Texans could be a blowout quick game. Coach talking about limiting Jonathan Taylor's touches throughout the season. I would love Jonathan Taylor in a close game, not in a game where they let him rest in the fourth quarter, put him away, and give guy like Philip Lindsay some carries. Henry. It's also a name I would avoid, even though he's on my season-long fantasy teams. Sharps are all over the Giants in that game, which smells a little fishy to me. What if the Giants are winning and the Titans and the Titans avoid the run game later in the game? Now the oh my God, who the heck are the Titans? Maybe I'll just call them the Titans all season. The Titans never avoid the run game, but sometimes you simply have to. So don't run headfirst into the sharp betters working the other direction. Just not smart from a DFS perspective. Now, I mentioned him before, the Swift for Sweeper. DeAndre Swift, I am looking at you, my guy. Full PPR, Lions-Eagles, $6,800. Swift and Jalen Hurts, generally not a good stack to have a reverse stack of running back and Eagles. So this is a guy you would plug into those Mahomes lineups. Mahomes, Swift, Kelsey, reverse stack of Hollywood Brown. Seems like a core that we could be talking about on Saturday. For quarterback, tight end, one receiver, one running back. Let's move on to the wide receivers. If there is a running back that you want me to discuss that I did not get to, reach out to me on Twitter and I will talk about them in the next episode. Wide receivers. Going through some of the top names, top spends. Devante, out. Like I said, division game, not going at a receiver. Debo, out. New quarterback situation, not a week one play for me. Jamar Chase, Going against Pitt's defense, probably going to be a heavily public play. I'm out. Mike Williams at 6.6. Interesting at that price. It is a division game. T. Higgins, also Pitt D, like Jamar Chase. But T. Higgins is a guy I think is mispriced as a player this year. So if we want to get ahead of the market in the same way we talked about Jalen Hurts, T. Higgins could be a play for week one. Looking at the other top-end options for wide receiver, I can tell you I'm going to go average or budget plays here, and we will get into these options on Thursday. Tight end. Tight end, high end is Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Pitts, Waller. Waller, no. Not week one. The injury, the holdout, the contract stuff, no. Divisional game. Andrews versus the Jets, that Ravens under that I was telling you about, no. Kelsey versus the Cardinals in a shootout, yes. 
interested big time in this one. Kittle versus the Bears. Trey Lance and Kittle are, you know, broskies. I'm interested, but I think Kelsey would be the better spend up. Let's get to defenses. I always want to spend up on a defense, and we have three good options for week one. Ravens, like I said, if that game is sharp to the under and they're going against the Jets, I'm interested. 49ers, interested. Colts, very interested in the Colts. Going against the Texans, and they should be a great defense this year. So that is the DFS spend-up options for week one. If you have any suggestions on how to do this podcast a little bit better, a little bit more helpful for you guys as the DFS players, if you want me to talk about a different site besides DraftKings, if you want me to discuss different players, if you think there's a better format, simply reach out to me on Twitter. Again, third time this episode, giving that plug, at mfiddle14. Reach out to me. I will be happy to get back to you and tweak what we're doing here to make it better so that we can come away, hopefully, winning the big bucks. I'm going to play two lineups. I generally play two lineups each week. One may be a cash lineup. One may be a GPP lineup. I can talk about the difference of between those to intro Thursday's episode. Again, go back and listen to the DFS How to Build a Lineup Strategy Guide. Go listen to the numbers and how to bet the NFL. And listen to the week one plays that I'm giving out. Those are all great places to start. This week, we are only discussing DFS stuff on the pod. Between future weeks, when there won't be time to prepare and six podcasts worth of information to get out, we will blend them into the show and fuse this information together. So we are talking about individual games, point spreads, totals, all that stuff along with DFS. This is simply a DFS focus show for today, Thursday, and Saturday. I will review my bets on Saturday just so that you guys have them, but they are all posted on Twitter already. Fourth plug, at mfiddle14. Go follow me there so you get the place. All right, I will talk to you guys later. As always, peace out. (laughs) 